Hi everyone. Welcome to our podcast this afternoon on parents for education. We've decided to address issues on how to keep our students motivated and create a community of parents so that each and every one of us can reach out to one another and help us all grow in the long run. Not every parent comes across the same problems. Every parent has different problems and different real and realities actually differ from one to the other one to the other. Hence we see that this platform will be a great place for learning, exchanging ideas, getting answers to queries that have been long standing in your minds. And today we have a very special guest to help us address us on this on these issues. And this is none other than Mr. Jim Zuers himself. He is the headmaster of Clearwater Academy, which is an international school in Florida. And he's been with students from two-year-olds to teenagers, and that's for the past two decades. And that's a long time. So with, uh, with his experience and expertise on the same, we really, give, we really hope that, you know, Mr. Jim Zwerz is going to be a big, big uh, plus point here, helping us to all to get real answers for our queries. Mr. Zwerz is going to help us create this community, which will be addressing uh, students with their motivation. Today's, today's program is going to be motivation, uh, students' motivation. And... Uh, Mr. Zuers is the, I think there could be no better person than Mr. Zuers himself because he would have seen his own kindergarten, kindergarten students graduate out of high school. So I don't think that kind of experience would be possible for any normal parent like you and me. So we take this opportunity to welcome and thank Mr. Zuers on behalf of all of us to head this group and start a community. Over to you, Jim. Thank you for that introduction, Bhavani. Um, it's very true, having, having uh, worked in education at the same school in the same position for nearly 20 years now, I've had this great opportunity to see all these kids grow from preschool all the way to university. I have kids who, who used to be my students are now parents at my school. They have their own children and they're enrolled and I've got this chance to really uh, kind of study these kids as they grow up, what they go through, what their uh, different, um, uh, barriers and challenges are as they as they grow and become educated and things like this. So I'm, I'm very happy to share some of my experience with everyone today. Um, mm -hmm. I think this this is a great platform, Parents for Education, because, you know, that name is just what it sounds like. We're just parents collaborating. You know, it's sort of like I see it as sort of like um, parents getting together to help, you know, maximize their students maximize their children, help them be as successful as possible. And we all know little things. We all have things that are successful. We all have things that are, are common problems. Um, I lecture all around the world on parenting and education. And it's funny how universal the problems of a parent are. You know, I mean, you can go to, you know, you know, I've been to India with you and the same problems that they're having, you know, as parents in India are the same as here in the United States, the same as in Europe, other parts of Asia, South America, it's, it's very, it's really universal. And I think the other thing that's really universal about that is how the motivation of the parents themselves, like, 
like you think like there's all these big cultural differences from country to country and some countries are very strict with their children and some are very liberal with their children and things like this but really the the real motivation is it's just a lot of parents trying to figure out the best way to help their children be successful and happy so it's something i think all parents have just uh, how they maybe they define success might be different okay that's a good yeah. one, Jim. I, we do understand that. So, you know, we are all here on the same platform, trying to find the same answers, I suppose. But as I already said, probably the realities are very different from parent to parent, but the purpose might be the same. What do you think is the most important uh, purpose uh, for motivation? You know, we need to have a reason, right? to yeah. have the students on board and like be motivated throughout. Yeah, so student motivation is a big is a big topic, okay? And it's something that's very important um, because if the student is not motivated themselves, then you or the teacher has to provide that motivation, right? So then you wind up pushing your child, punishing them, making them get extra homework, things like this. But if they can become motivated themselves, then it's a lot less, it's a, it's a better relationship between the parent and the student or the teacher and the student, okay? Um, my belief and my philosophy is that the desire to learn is a very natural, instinctive quality for humans. You know, we all need to survive. We all need to learn new things. We need to learn new learn new tech, learn new social issues, things like this, all these things that all these things that our education makes up to help us be more successful in life. And it, it's very natural. It's a very natural instinct to gain, to want to gain more data, to gain more understanding of the world around us. So when you see a child who isn't motivated to learn or doesn't want to learn, then you go, okay, well, this is an unnatural state. It's not just like, oh, all kids hate school. That may be true because law school is really bad, you know, but but the thing is that it's unnatural for a person to not want to learn. And and, you know, so so then you get into so then you start to ask the question, well, why doesn't the student want to learn if it's a natural state to want to learn? Why is the student? Why is my child not interested in learning? So, so you know, from there, you kind of dig a little deeper and you go, OK, well, there's there's really sort of two things that will will. will be the cause of that, right? So the first thing is um, the student doesn't understand the purpose of his education. Like, like if you think everybody has some goal, something they're trying to accomplish in life. Like I don't, I don't care how old you are, there's some goal, some purpose that is guiding your life to some uh, to some degree, right? To some to some degree, to some level, the um, we all have that sort of purpose, some desire to, to be, you know, to become more successful or whatever. So um, having that purpose, when you, when you know your child and you know what their purpose is, like, like, you know, let's say they want to be, you know, an artist or they want to be a dancer or they want to be um, a, a business person or whatever, like whatever, you know, whatever their goal is, whatever their motivation is, if you can take their education and you align that education to that purpose, then the student will start to see like, hey, this education is actually for my benefit. It's not just because the school's making me do it. 
It's not just because my mom is mean and hates me and makes me do all this extra schoolwork. No, they can, you know, so as parents, the more we can explain the purpose of education, not just you have to go to school because it's the law. Like that's, that's the normal thing. Oh, you have to go to school. You know, uh, you know, there's countries where, where they just don't have school regularly. Um, some of my students were recently, they were, they were in South Africa, right? So I'm in, I'm in Florida. And some of my students were visiting South Africa and there they met children who basically had school once a week. They weren't forced to go to school. It was a privilege to go to school and they looked forward to their school day. They, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have a lot of nice resources. They didn't have computers, but they, but the, the children realized like that's the school, school is the best part of their week. So um, I think, I think again, like for ourselves in, in, in developed countries in the West, in Asia, wherever, you know, we need to kind of build that up with our kids, not just like at schools a requirement, but schools a privilege and it's a tool to help them survive and accomplish their goals. Yeah, but that's a really good yeah. point that you said just now. I think most of us don't know that the learning itself is something natural. So if the child is not learning, then it's not, not something that he should be, it's not a natural thing, right? So that's yeah. what we have. I mean, as a parent, we need to work towards that and um, help us on um, getting, getting um, the child to do better. So do you think on these lines, are there ways by which we could always keep the children motivated? There could be right. a good day, a bad day, but at least most of the time to keep them motivated and be on par. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so then we get to the second point. You know, I said there's two points. One is the child's uh, purpose, motivation, and the education system needs to support that. Uh, the problem is a lot of education systems are actually going up against the student's purpose or, or the student's understanding um, is going against his purpose. Meaning like there's so many subjects we have that a student will go to the class and not have any reason to go to that class. Why am I in this class? I'm here because I have to do this. Why do I need to learn math? I don't even care about numbers. I'm not gonna be an accountant. You know, this is the, the, the mentality of the child, right? They, they, you know, the children don't see the big picture. You know, the time frame of a child is days, weeks, not years. So if you say, you know, what do you want to do in five years? I mean, you might as well ask them, what do you want to do in two weeks? Because for a young child, it's so far in the future, they, it's yeah. not real. It's unreal for them. Mm -hmm. So um, so I think we have to do a better job as educators and as parents in helping our students uh, when they're confronted with an education system that isn't obviously useful to the child right now. We have to help bridge that understanding of what the subject's actual purpose is and what the student's purpose is. And so so the student can can finish the classes, do well at them, because the more they, you know, the better they do the class, the more they learn, the more experience they have, the more they'll value the education they had, right? Um, an example of that for myself was like, um, my mom used to take us out, like, Sundays was always family day. And my mom was a, a single mother. She had uh, seven kids. Um, my parents were divorced and there was not, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. 
but my mom always found all these great cultural things to do for free on the weekends. So she'd take us to art museums and uh, cultural exhibits, and international fairs and stuff like this. And I used to hate it as, as a teenager. I was like, oh, this is the worst thing. I'm getting dragged around by my, my, my little sisters and my mom. And it was like so embarrassing and I hated it. But then, you know, as I, you know, as I grew older and, and, and uh, became an adult, I saw the real value and that, the, that my mom had persisted over my, she persisted over my lack of understanding of the value. And so then by persisting, it actually, I actually got the value from it, which I didn't appreciate till much later. So that's one of the things, that's one of the things that makes a challenge when, when motivating kids is they don't see the, the return on investment. You know, they're putting that time in there. They'd rather spend that time with friends. They'd rather spend that time playing games, playing sports. So as adults and as educators and as parents, we need to help get the kids through that lack of understanding of the purpose and, and, and basically explain the subjects in a way that they can understand that the value, there is a value or a future value to the kids. And I think a lot of times as teachers and as educators, we just say, you just do it because you have to do it. But I think a, a little bit of time spent explaining why it has to be done is a really good investment. Yeah, that's really interesting yeah. because I think just, I'm just going back and thinking of my own life when you said about yours. I think it really plays a very important role because either we're doing it on like a monotony, not knowing why we are doing it is one set of people and then the students get bored and then children only understand later on why this has been done to them. And there are others who feel that, you know, like okay uh when you go back in time i think oh i did that thank god i did it you know luckily i got thank goodness i got that chance well right. that's, really, that's really interesting but uh jim if as you say if we if we teach the child the purpose or why we're doing it or at least talk to them about it get them to understand <clears throat> why we like for example your case if you have let's say we i tag a child along to the art museum and then tell them it's good to learn about our history and how this happened or something to do with art and stuff. It might help later on. But still, there are some students who don't have that want to learn, you know, that I don't want to do this. I don't want this at all. Is there any reason for that? Or do you think sometimes they stumble and they say, you know, oh, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to do this. Sometimes you see in a math classroom, how much ever you tell them, oh, math is really important, at least basic arithmetic. You don't have to become an accountant. You don't have to become an engineer, but then you need your basic math in place. But still the child is like that. And you know, I don't want to learn math at all. Yeah. So how do we handle those things? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a couple, there's a couple things. And, and I don't feel like, um, I don't, I don't feel like teachers need to become entertainers. You know, I think sometimes the solution is to be so funny and so interesting and go down to the reality of the level of the kids to kind of relate to them and things like that. I don't think that's as important as, as the, the teaching does need to be alive, however. It needs to be, you know, I mean, listen, we've all been at meetings that were boring. You know, we've all been like, like imagine... Imagine you just all your day, you were at corporate meetings that were just boring, that 
didn't even relate to your department. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you'd be going crazy, right? You'd be like, oh my God, my life sucks. This is terrible. So, and that's the same thing with a lot of kids. You know, they're going to school. They don't understand the purpose of it. They're not there because they want to be there. Uh, and so that's, so that's something that needs to get resolved. And just putting more pressure on them, all that does is, is create more of this sort of resistance. You know, all you do, the more you push, the more they push. And so you're going to just, you know, you're going to keep pushing, pushing, pushing until someone breaks. And usually that's not very pleasant. Um, so, you know, that being the case, you know, what, there's, there's also other reasons why, you know, you run into this motivation problem and why you have trouble keeping kids interested and motivated. Um, one of the problems you have is a, just a general lack of work ethic. And I mean, it's not uncommon for kids. It's not uncommon for parents to think their kids are lazy. You know, you know, like, why does my kid clean his room? Why doesn't he do his chores? Why doesn't he do his dishes like I asked? Take out the trash, things like this. So, so, so you know, uh, you know, there is sort of like just a general work ethic that needs to be developed in kids. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times study is just that. Study is work. It's their job. It takes effort. So, you know, the, the willingness to use effort and to use force and power is usually very, um, I would say very limited with children. It's something that needs to be developed as a skill. You know, their ability to focus, to stay focused on a task. All these things are, are uh, qualities they need to build up as they, as they grow older. And, and that definitely relates to study. You know, sometimes studying something is hard. Right. The question is, like, you know, you, you imagine two two kids and, and there's a hill and you say, OK, guys, we're going to race to the top of the hill. Well, one kid's going to quit halfway up and the other kid's going to go all the way. So there is that sort of general persistence and and uh, confront when something is difficult to like not give up, to persist, to keep going. And this is also a life skill we can work with our children on. We can give them challenges. And, and show that they can win. And even though it's difficult, encourage them like a good sports coach to keep going, don't give up. You can make it, you know, and be very positive about it. Not just be like, oh, you're so lazy and you're, you know, you're, you have, you're weak and, you know, your disappointment or whatever weird things people can say to, to children. But if you, if you kind of take that viewpoint of a sports coach of like, my child does not have the skill and ability to accomplish this task but I'm going to work with them step by step by step until they gain that ability. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Because today's Good. world, I think uh, most of the parents like me also, we live in denial, right? When you said this, um, my, we just think, okay, my child can't do it. We don't want to accept it sometimes. I'm just saying, instead of, Instead of not working with them step by step, we just come to the conclusion, oh my God, we keep pushing the child. And as you said, the more the push, the more the resistance, right? So instead, mm -hmm. I think parents have to start understanding that it's time that they start uh, uh, working with them step by step and then moving on to achieving their goals in a better way. Good. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that was that was it. Very interesting. Um, so, do you do you also feel, uh, Jim, that in your school you've come across problems like this, uh, where uh, by which we could, you know, get some experience from that 
Like, have you seen students where you could give some real life examples that, that kind of, you know, helps us understand better. Like, just like how you told about yourself going to the art museum sure. and historical museum. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's something that I see every day and mm -hmm. it is a philosophy, a philosophy of our school is a, a concept we call goals-oriented education. And one of the things we like to do is we like to establish the goals of, of a, um, the goals of the student, the goals that, that are trying to be, uh, the students trying to accomplish. And we actually find that out. We actually do this through an interviewing process with each student, particularly as they get into the high school and things like that. And then we'll actually take their education and we align their education to their goals. So instead of aligning the student to the education, you know, we, you know, imagine, imagine there's like, you know, one, one size of shoe and it's just supposed to fit everyone. You know, that's how a lot of education is treated. You know, everybody's supposed to have the same understanding of math, the same requirements, the same scores. And, and if you don't fit that education, then you're a failure, you know, and if you do fit that education, you're successful, but it's like, okay, what if you just have a different size foot? What if you've got a massive, giant foot and like it just doesn't fit the shoe you know why are we forcing that kid to fit into that that mold mm -hmm. so i think you know i think there's there are nowadays a lot of educational solutions you know beyond just the normal uh public or private schools that are they're available mm -hmm. and i think uh, you know you have a lot of homeschooling options you have other smaller schools that are more personalized you have schools that are, you know, geared towards arts or sports or things like that. I think a lot of these different options, a lot of these different uh, schools should be explored. And I'm not a favor of jumping from school to school to school. I don't think that's successful for the kids. But I am, uh, I am a fan of, of parents taking some time, investigating different educational options and, and exploring possibilities that uh, will work better for their children than, than others. I wanted to take a quick minute too. That if anybody has any questions, go ahead and put them in the chat, and we'll we'll address them as we as we yeah. as we yeah. get them. Yeah. You can put up your questions in chat. I'm sure we yeah. can. Questions or comments. If you have advice, or you have, uh, you know, if you have other experience on this topic we're talking about today, student motivation, please feel free to jump in on that. Um, and you can also just unmute yourself if you, if you prefer to just ask your question verbally. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that'd be really nice having questions from others. Yeah, and now I, I'll give you another another tip in terms of motivation. Mm -hmm. um, one one tip is is that you want. Um, I would say, like as a parent, one of my most successful things is is I always emphasize work. Like I didn't care what their marks were as long as they did the work and they put the work in. If they, if they got them, if they, you know, if they, if they turned in the assignment, you know, put a good effort into it and didn't get a good mark, I, I wasn't so worried about that as long as they, they did the work. And I always stressed doing the work. Okay. Um, and, you know, part of that, part of that that can be helpful is, is creating games that help motivate the child to basically to do the work. You know, and uh, a lot of parents will have different games. They'll put like stickers on the sheet, like every time their child finishes their homework. And then at the end of the week, if they've got, you know, five stickers or something, and they get a prize or things like that. And I think it's a very different, I, I think 
I think it's it's a very subtle thing. Like what you don't want to do is have you know be bribing your child to be good. Yeah. You know, it's not that you're not trying to set up a bribing situation because then it's always like, well, you know, I'm only going to be good if I'm getting paid for it, right? That's not what you want, but you do want to create a game and a challenge. So if you set a high standard, like, like I don't know, if you have a fourth grade and you say, good, so every time you write a hundred word, a hundred word paper, I'm going to, you know, get you an ice cream or whatever the motivation is. I mean, something that, that makes them really work for it. I think that's a great way to keep kids actually not only motivated but actually it kind of creates a game creates a game out of the education yeah yeah that's so true actually and especially these days you know with the pandemic we notice that parents themselves are not motivated well enough so they themselves don't have that much of uh, uh what do i say the enthusiasm and when when with online schools i think it's good that America's changing, but I think the rest of the world is just waiting to catch up with with America with that speed. You know, we still have sure. some of some of the some of the places haven't caught up with real schools as yet. So in that case, you know, online schools again, parents don't know how to motivate. But this this example of what you said of creating a game in whatever you do, you know, not like a bribe, but a game. Then the child it creates a, an urge to win right and that mm -hmm. is something that was something really a very good lesson today i think really a very good lesson i love that. yeah i i think so i think it's really it's, it's really valuable for sure yeah that's really good and yeah. um, does anyone have any question on this motivating children okay yeah. So one thing I did want to say is we want to do this every week. You know, we're doing this right now. We want to do this every week at this time. So we want to, because we want to build up the community. You know, I'm speaking this week. Other weeks we'll have other people talk. And we've got like a good lineup of subjects coming up. And we, I really invite people to, to come to these, come to these webinars, come to these, come to this, uh, these webinars, uh, participate, send us questions or suggestions. We love that kind of feedback. And you know, give us ideas for other topics. Uh, what we want to talk about next week is we're going to talk about the moods of children. You know, the, what's what's the mood and the attitude of the child, and how does that affect uh, both their education and their happiness and success in life? So we're going to have a little, whole whole conversation on that, which will be fun. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, what we're planning to do. Every week we are having new topics coming up. It would be really nice if you could, as Jim said, put up your own preferences on what you would like to do, what you would like us to address, and also whatever you want to say, just feel free to just do that because we have, we are starting this community with an intention that everyone benefits and everyone grows. Yeah, for sure. I think there's, if there's anyone with questions, we go ahead. Otherwise, I think we should be. Right. No, this is good. I think, you know, we don't want to take up everybody's afternoon. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody for showing up. We're really happy to, to see you. And I'm, I'm excited about doing this and doing more of it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jim. It was really nice having you today on this podcast. We're hoping to see you next week and we'll do more of this. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for being here.
Thank you. Welcome. Who, who is this lady? Does anybody know this lady who's on Savant? Sav Saviti or whatever? Something? Savita, no, it's said, yeah. 